Hey! Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is FM99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast, Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, I am Sean Hood. That is, wait over there, that is Dave Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get our directions right. There I keep we go. forgetting it's a, it's a mirror, so I gotta, I gotta, like that. In any event, <laughs> uh, we are your hosts here for Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat. And uh, again, we mentioned FM99 and The Fox. If you want to stay in touch with us, lots of easy ways to do that. FM99.com or 1069thefox.com. Go right to the media tab underneath that. ESPR keeps you up to date with everything we're doing pretty much right there. But you can also find us all your major podcasting apps. Just go ahead and search ESPR and wrestling and just subscribe. Five-star rating and review would be a big, big help if you could. And uh, all that, that, that we're waiting. All those episodes are waiting for you to listen to. we got a bunch you can go back and find in our catalog. Uh, and in addition to that, facebook.com slash ESPR99 on Twitter at ESPR99. And you can email us. He had it up there just a second ago. ESPR at FM99.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns. We actually did get something uh, recently. Somebody asked us they'd like us to watch. Um, but we'll have, we will we will do that. But there was a lot of news this week. Yeah, so, yeah. Holy smokes. We're like, yeah, we'll, we'll take a couple of these off. Nothing's going to happen. Whoa! Yeah, we're, there's, not a, there's not a ton of on television that we actually really wanted to talk about all that much. Um, there wasn't a lot going on as far. I got to be honest, this week in wrestling on TV was not the best week in wrestling on TV. I, I, th- I thought the best thing um, was the, uh, the triple threat match from NXT. I, I, I got agree. I, I thought that was really good because that like that was like wow these guys are really going. It was one of the better triple threat matches I think I I've seen, mm-hmm. and I thought the pacing was great. And because uh, it's always hard because you got to always eliminate somebody and uh, whatever else, but but they worked really well together. And those guys have worked together a lot. But man, that was that was just refreshing. I don't know. I, I needed that this week. One of the things I really enjoyed about it was Keith Lee, who had it was Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, and um, Finn Balor. Finn Balor, thank you. The name was going to escape me. <laughs> um, Keith Lee in his time in NXT, one of the most impressive things he's done has shown a lot of his agility, a lot of his his stuff he should be able to do for a guy his size. But I thought on this in this particular match, he worked more of a super heavyweight style, and he came across that way, which is good. He shouldn't try to outfly the two guys who primarily fly. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, So he, I think he worked a really good big man style against them. And it made the match flow really, really well. Um, Finn Finn Balor, in particular, really works well with guys who are bigger than him. Isn't that amazing? You know, there's like certain guys that like kind of like Rey Mysterio when he's fighting the bigger guy. It's it's almost like a, a better match in some cases, which we'll you know we'll bring up when we talk about a guy that I thought he's a really good match with. I, I tend to I tend to think that a lot of times when it's big guys and big guys, it's not all that good. Um, but. Yeah. You get proven it wrong every once in a while. I mean, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic and uh, Damian Priest into that picture, and those guys all managed to make those those matches really good. Um, you can point to other other big men in history who have had matches together. I mean, like Braun Strowman and the Big Show when they were really pushing Braun in the beginning. Yeah, those guys really had some some good matches. I mean, big guys can do it. It's just it's harder for them because usually you're working at a much slower pace. Yeah, because it's two things. It's one, it's how well do you mesh up with the guy. And and how well do you move when the speed is the speedy move at is not quite the same as the other guy when you right. think like can make the match happen. So right, right, yeah, yeah you're right about that. So yeah, but that was again, that was about it, right? <laughs> for for TV this week, because pretty much that was the best uh, thing on you know, TV. Yeah, you, know, you had the lumberjack match on AEW, which didn't make any sense. So. 
<laughs> yeah, no, and there was no need for it in this day and age. Um, there was just no need for any, any <laughs> grouping of wrestlers like that, um, especially with all the problems we're having right now. Uh, yeah. It just was unnecessary, which, I mean, also, I'll comment a little bit just on SmackDown, and I, we had a bunch of wrestlers standing together on the stage to chant, thank you, Undertaker, or uh, thank you, Taker, and it's like... Yeah, I mean, well, with, we might as well use that as our segue right into bit one of the, the the first big news topics of the uh, the week, which was uh, we found out that there was an outbreak of COVID nineteen. Um, yeah, in the WWE camp. Yeah, um, which, in all honesty, I'm surprised it took this long for that to happen because. They have not been taking very simple steps to protect people. No, we, we did hear a story, but, but a couple of months ago that was, which we found out was Shayna, uh, or not Shayna, um, a bit back. Wait, am I saying her name because I wrote it down? And of course, wait, I'm not. Um, I'm sorry, Kayla Braxton. Oh, Kayla Braxton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a couple months ago. They did said somebody, we found out this announcer, but we didn't get the details of who it was. But then we find out, you know, when John Moxley is not going to be appearing on. On the um, on AEW because he was in contact, and then a couple hours later, Renee Young names uh, her name comes out. I think people, I, I you know, what's funny is that I don't, I don't fault Renee Young for either coming for it or not coming for it, regardless. But I wonder if she wouldn't have come forward if the information hadn't been out there that Dean was in isolation basically because he came into contact with somebody. And it's like somebody would have figured that out because they were like, well, who, who, you know? Yeah. The speculation was, I mean, I saw the tweets everywhere. The speculation was there that it was her. So I feel yeah. like she was just going to say it because, yeah, guys, it's me, obviously. Um, but uh, Renee Young, apparently she was pretty sick for a few days from what I was seeing. Yeah. She lost her sense of taste and everything, but she seems to be on the other side of it now. So that's good news. Yeah, it's weird because um, not that she made light of it anyway. She's like, tough week. You know, my show gets canceled. Oh, absolutely. I have COVID. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> it's like that ah. is a crappy week. Yeah, which which that we should bring that up is that her show got her show got canceled backstage is uh, over at least in this format. Um, maybe they'll do specials here and there, like like you know, they'll use uh, backstage um, for I don't know, like hyping pay per views, big pay per views, or something like that. But, well, well I, I think with the format of the show, I mean it it just in current circumstances it doesn't work. It, it, it just with everything's going on with the interaction because it's all you know it's, it's like what we're doing but mm. <laughs> you know it's them doing it in their houses you know the interactions a little, yeah. it's, it's a little bit different kind of show well without a doubt and i just don't think that, that even before this all happened they weren't like killing it in the ratings i mean they no. were okay never but they weren't <laughs> killing it in the ratings and i'm sorry and this is something that i i keep noticing is everybody always talks about certain people needing to come back and blah, 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 blah. Guys, they put CM Punk in that show and the needle didn't move. No. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Um, but it's, you know, you can't, this, this is just kind of evidence that you can't just insert this person and expect ratings to go up. Well, was it, was it part of it? I mean, obviously the headlines were there and, 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 and I don't know, maybe I missed it, but did they promote him on Raw and SmackDown that he was on that show? Did he do segments? Because uh, I know it wasn't WWE necessarily bringing him back. It was more of the people at Fox saying, well, we might I, as well this guy. I think at least, God, it's hard to remember now, but I want to say at least when he was first joining them, I want to say that they did mention he, like, you know, on WWE programming, he was going to be on there. Um, I'm not sure if they continue to do that. 
but you know yeah well he was he was really not every week either you know he was it was hit or miss or whatever yeah that was another thing that bothered me it was just like okay well we're gonna have him on sometimes and really never know when hey josh um what's up man um oh what only dave all right fine man. <laughs> all right fine sorry <laughs> god rude um so in any event we were uh we got kind of sidetracked on backstage getting canceled but I mean, it's the oh, it's the outbreak of COVID nineteen that led to a lot of the, the, the chaos this week. Um, you had we we discussed her and Caleb Braxton. Uh, backstage producer Adam Pierce confirmed that yeah, he had yeah. it. Jamie uh, Noble uh, is another one that we found yeah. out today too. So that that's all I could find. I could have a feeling if it's a wrestler, they don't want to tell us. Yeah, um, I find it very telling that certain people weren't on SmackDown tonight that were supposed to be on SmackDown. Um. But I don't want to jump to conclusions. That could be we're waiting for results. That could be a lot of things. Well, some of them just said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going home." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like because uh, because I I seen reports, I didn't see names where some people said, "You know what? You, you know, you're gonna clear this out. I'm gonna go home." Uh, I I do have one big concern. What? Is that um, with all this going on and and whatever procedures they had, that Ric Flair is hanging out there really Rick. concerns the heck out of me. Rick Flair, Jerry Lawler, um, there's there's several other people there at that age that there's no reason for them to be there right now. No, um, I, I, I know they're trying to do the angle with with uh, Flair popping up Orton. For, I, I get that, but unless unless you absolutely needed Rick yeah. Flair physical in some sense, you can you can do this with a sit down interview where he's nowhere near anybody. Yeah, you know, there this does not need to be happening. Um, I just don't understand it. Um, I will say that on SmackDown tonight, they had wrestlers wearing, uh, the people around the rings were wearing masks. You but, could see more of it. Yeah, you could see more of it, which previously I'd, I'd, I can't confirm this because obviously we don't work there, but I, there have been reports that you were not allowed to previous to this. Because Correct. Because didn't it like was, the way it looked. Yeah, yeah, they didn't like the way it worked on television. I thought it looked fine tonight. It didn't look out of place. I mean, no. I, I, I understand, like, because... Because I remember seeing somebody in the mask when Triple H came out for his like tribute or whatever, like twenty five years of Triple H, whatever it was. Which and was awful, took, by the way. And the guy who took the water bottle had a mask on. I thought, oh, this is great. This is what they're doing. And then we find out, no, they don't want that because they didn't think it looked good on television. I I thought it looked fine tonight. The product in the ring was a different story on some matches, but um, or the storyline. But I, but, uh, but this is the world we're in. Wear the gosh darn mask. What's so yeah. hard about that? That's what it boils down to. Wear the gosh darn mask. I think that's about as simple and succinctly as you can put it. Um, we, we, you know, I, again, I'm glad that they're finally doing that, but it's a little like closing the barn after the horse is already out. You know, it's, it's, yeah. you, you really should have figured that out. Oh, what up, Jordan? Nikki Cross is bae. <laughs> hey, well, your girl is going to get a shot at the SmackDown Championship. Uh, she's number one contender after tonight, so good for her. Yeah, good um, for her. We'll see if that leads to some friction between her and Alexa Bliss. Uh, I hope not, because I love them as a team. Uh, yeah, they, they work well together. They they need each other. Um, but but those are the names. Um, nobody from AEW that we know, other than John Moxley, being isolated. Right. Uh, and we'll see how much this affects uh, Fighter Fest in the next couple of weeks. And oh, now the Great American Bash is back. Ooh, what a coincidence! Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how how this ends up affecting. I don't think we're really. I think there's going to be fallout for this for a couple of weeks. Um, as yeah. far as who has it, who doesn't, who how do we give them away from everybody? And the problem is, how long has somebody had it and been around people without knowing it? Um, because the biggest concern here, yeah, in this we don't know, and, and- is asymptomatic people spreading this to people unaware. Um, so, and, and Jamie Noble and Adam Pierce are producers, and they're probably around pretty much everybody in the back, or at least yeah. put, or I don't know what segments they get, but yeah, um, uh, that's a big concern. I know that last week they had uh, family and friends there um, to help fill out the audience a little bit. Uh, that was not the case, though. Man, no. There will be no more family and friends until they're uh, confident to move into that stage again. And really, you, at this point, I think you have to throw that in the air and go, mm, we don't know when that's going to be. That that ball is going to stay in the air because we don't know when that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I was surprised he did it. And then yeah. we'll see what's happening in, in Florida. It's just like, you know, I, it, 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 it's for both. Because I think our, AEW, did they move their operations to Orlando as well? Yeah, both teams are in Florida right now. I mean, I know that, but are, is AEW in Jacksonville or are they in Florida? I know they've been in Jacksonville. But I'm not sure if they're if they're in Orlando or if they're uh, still based out of Jacksonville. I'm not. I'm really not sure one way or the other. But to be perfectly honest, the state of Florida is a cluster at the moment. Yeah. So um, it is normally, but during a pandemic, it's even worse. <laughs> so it's 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 a mess right there right now. And uh, I, in all honesty, I have to wonder if things continue like they are, will they be allowed to continue doing these shows? Yeah, at, at some point, you know, like I wonder, like with this going on, they're like, okay, we we got to get like three shows in the can. We got to get like four shows in the can, so we can take a month break. Everybody isolate somehow. I don't know how you do that because you know they're going to well, go. The problem is, you tell everybody to isolate. You have to rely on everybody to isolate. People have to actually listen to the rules, and that's part of the problem. People have to actually listen to the rules, and then when they all come back, you have to test them all again and wait. They have to isolate while you wait for those results. Yeah. You know, because it, it, it's not an immediate turnaround. It's a, it's a day or two or something like that. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine right now they're like, okay, we're just going to crank out as many shows as we can. Uh, you know, and I'm surprised they, they didn't like have longer non-match segments yeah. um, of stuff. You know, it, it's because AEW has been kind of do that with our uh, NXT with like certain vignettes and stuff. With yeah, you know, it's a build for a match throwing who they were that uh, Rhea threw in the dumpster or whatever, but. Uh, um, just stuff like that, and the stuff with uh, Roderick Strong. It's just uh, which I got to be honest, that made me laugh. The the when they did the Roderick Strong going to therapy thing, that actually made me laugh. It was corny, it was ridiculous, but I thought, but it was fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling yet, but maybe I'll come around if the payoff is good. If, if this goes, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> um, the other big story before COVID broke out was the other thing coming out. Was, uh, this was this man. This rocked the wrestling landscape uh, uh, to its we core. Did, yeah, do um, we just maybe say the names without? Because I, I really don't want to get into the discussion of it because it's kind of a, it's not a great topic. Um, no, it's not a great topic. But I mean, to be perfectly honest, it's something that's it's it's a very important issue. It is. Um, it is. For those of you who are unfamiliar, uh, apparently you haven't checked the internet, uh, wrestling internet, in the last like week or so. Um, Hashtag speaking out was is is it still is because I still see them on a daily basis. Yes, uh, a movement where particularly women, but a lot of people, um, have been speaking up about the uh, sexual assault and uh, exploitation and and everything else, the misogyny they've been exposed to as a part of the wrestling industry. 
whether that be from trainers, uh, from other wrestlers, from promoters, from, I mean, unfortunately, it kind of runs the gamut at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think you described it the, the best way I, I, I think it can. I mean, because we're not going to get the details about what each wrestler is facing, but I think no, you hit no, the no. hammer uh, on the head right there. And, and this is probably, and I don't want to say because of the names involved, but like, which one, I'm going to run through in just a moment because it affects every organization. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that is running. But how long has this stuff been going on in the business where, you know, people don't want to talk? And you think of like, you know, the Moolah stuff that came out when, you know, they're going to name the Battle Royal after her. And there's the big, you know, uproar with that. Um, yeah. You know, and, and who knows what stories? I mean, and now they've come out and, you know, this is, um, it's, it's, and it takes a lot of courage for people to do this. And oh, I, without I, a doubt. You know, and it's um, and I'm I'm glad in that sense that they can say, you know, this happened, and, and then you know, it's an action's been taken. Um, because that was always the thing where like somebody might say something and they're like, there's there's crickets. Yeah. Whatever. Well, I think that's one of the be- one of the benefits of the of social media linking people together like this because once upon a time, you know, who did you go to? You went to your boss. You went to yeah. you know what I mean, or you we. And a lot of times, so many times in life, victims of sexual assault and any, all these these horrible, horrible acts don't come forward at all because they're ashamed, because they feel like victims, because they feel like they did it to themselves, because they feel like so many reasons that I sitting here as somebody who has not had to deal with that cannot accurately um, convey because I have not had to, to, to go through that. Because yeah, um, these are people that they work together with or they travel together or, you know, maybe it's a, it's a fan situation with, uh, with Joey Ryan. Um, Joey Ryan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bar. What is it? Bar wrestling or something like that is done. Yeah. Yeah. That's gone. His, his, uh, his I mean, he's done. I mean, it, it's, oh, I, he's I, you know, he's gone from impact uh, along with Dave, Chris and Michael Elgin, but Joey in, in that situation, um, yeah, you know, Joey Ryan was one of the biggest names to come out of that whole thing. And it's, it, it's, it's weird because it's one of those things like with the character, a lot of people were going like, Oh, I knew, you know, you could just tell. And I'm like, but the character shouldn't be indicative of that. Like, it's, no, it's, no. Cause you can be like, Oh, Venus did whatever. Or, you, you know, know or, <laughs> we, we've got characters that have nothing to do with that, that are guilty of this sort of stuff. I mean, like yeah. you got, you got accusations about uh, Matt Riddle. Yeah. He's being investigated. NXT UK may as well just close and start all over again. Travis Banks, uh, he was released today. Now uh, Legero from NXT, he's he's gone as well uh, from uh, NXT UK. There are so many people named from the NXT UK roster that at this point, how do you keep making that show? Yeah, yeah. I don't even understand at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, every every company has. And I mean this independent, uh, 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 all over the place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave Lagania from uh, NWA, he resigned. That's what I was going to say. Was a, it's a name that people are extremely familiar with from the promoter side of wrestling. And he, I mean, he got released immediately. People severed ties with him. Was, that, uh, was it, who who cut ties with him immediately? Was that in, uh, NWA? He was the NWA vice president. Yeah. And it, it was, they they just immediately were done with him. Um, and those names, the names just kept coming in the first, what, 24 hours. We had something like 75 names or something like that. Jimmy Havoc, uh, from AW getting, getting treatment, um, yeah. for, for, for his issues. And then, uh, and I'm going to mess up the last name, but, uh, Sammy Guevara. No, that's right. You got it. Okay. Um, suspended indefinitely for comments he made about Sasha Banks many years ago, which I don't know how that flew under the radar or if that was just because of the, um, I mean, the climate was a lot different at the time, but like, how, how do you get away with that? Uh, I, I don't know how you get away with something like that, but it was 
it, it just watching all of that go down, just, I mean, literally from the time I woke, I remember waking up that morning and seeing the speaking out hashtag and be like, what's this? And then I'm following it and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, because it, it was like refresh. Oh, another name popped up, and the refresh, I mean, and another it was, name. It was horrifying! It was horrifying. Yeah. And on a smaller scale, I, you know, you see things like this happen on the independence. You hear about stories here and there, but you didn't hear about how far it went. And I don't think a lot of us wanted to admit how far it went. Um, and a lot of people got yeah. the reactions were immediately anger and def being defensive because their names that you're familiar with and there, some of them are people's favorite wrestlers or heroes or, or, or people they really like. And so their immediate reaction is no, you know, and that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. yeah. Then you see the stories and you see the screen, the screenshots. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's kind of like there's Velveteen Dream was being investigated and you're like, uh, you're like what, what? What's going on here? You know, and then you know, the, the Ryan stuff was just like, oof. and we're all aware that like text conversations and IMs and this that thing can be faked. We we all are aware of that fact. But that being said, I'm gonna I, I'll go on record saying this right now: the the number of people who fake these kind of allegations is so statistically small compared to the ones who are who are telling the truth. It's it's I'm not even thinking of that. Yeah. Oh, uh, Jack Gallagher. Um, that, that, that's uh, he's, he's not a release too. He's one of the first ones uh, gone. Yeah. Um, that was another one. That was another one that you hear and you go, Oh my God, Jack Gallagher. It, yeah. It, it, yeah, Gallagher, yeah. <laughs> it, it, there's so many, I know that, um, um, Oh God, from the NXT UK brand, uh, was it Wolfgang or, um, uh, several, several of them from the, um, uh, Joe coffee, I think was another one who got named in some of these things. And, uh, I, I are you looking for them now? To see uh, I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. See if I can find it. The uh, um, you, you know Keith Lee even mentioned that uh, he was uh, drugged out at one point. That was interesting to say the least. That Keith Lee was talking about that, and I mean, but that was Keith Lee trying to you know make the make the other victims feel like you you didn't have to. Uh, I you, you didn't. It, it, to, it happens to both men and women. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's yeah, one right here I'm just, looking at. It was there was one right here I'm looking at that's uh, of Joe Coffey. Yeah, yeah, Joey Coffey, Jordan L. Devlin, um, Barry uh, Wolfgang. Yeah, uh, that's another one. Uh, there was some stuff that came out, you know, against I think Cornet. Some other ones. I think the Cornet one was like disproven because he wasn't. I think from the story, I don't know if I get it right, was mm -hmm. that the guy said it happened in like Ring of whatever federation it was in, and he mentioned the time, and it was at a time that Cornet was not there. Right, right, right. So I mean, unless unless the guy some just gets the info wrong, some, or, some of these may be proven out as false, you know. But yeah. that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to the people who were talking because this is very clearly a deep rooted issue in the pro wrestling scene. Yes. So it's it, the, the, let me tell you, this is this year is such a transformative year for wrestling as a whole due to the pandemic and due to uh, this speaking out movement that whatever wrestling is in 2021, 2022, it is not going to be the same thing it was before. No, no. And it, it's evolved a, a lot of ways. I mean, because remember when, like, you know, we had the Divas, and it was like, hey, it's a bra and panties match. Hey, you know, and you right. think of, like, WWE reshowing all these old pay-per-views, and I'm like, well, I'm wondering when they reshow, like, WrestleMania 21, like, are they cutting out, you know, the, uh, or whatever WrestleMania had, the uh, you know, Tori Wilson bra and panties match. You, you know, it's like, it's almost like, you know, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. I mean, it was, you know, like then it's kind of like, this is what the product is. You know, it's like, eh, yeah. you know, and, and then now, you know, when they show these old pay-per-views, it's like, okay, well, they're going to conveniently edit that out. 
Yeah, it, it's it's funny because people will say, oh, well, it was a different time and this, that, and the other thing. And they talk about a lot of stuff. Hey, what's up, Bran? Thanks for watching, Bran. Poor horseman, buddy. <laughs> I'm get the camera for him. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it was a different time in wrestling, but that doesn't, it, I don't care what time it was, it was never okay. Yeah. For any of this to be happening. Um, so the speaking out movement has not finished. Uh, and I recommend that even if you're skeptical of whatever is going on, even if, even if you're skeptical, just the best advice I can give you is don't react. Yeah. Just wait and see what happens because yeah. jumping out and trying to defend people who may in fact end up being proven guilty uh, of these things, or may you get, maybe not by court of law, but just the evidence being such that, that like, I mean, these guys are getting released. It may not be the best look. So just yeah, yeah. let the dust settle and figure out, you know, then what happens, but just, you know, you've got to be, I got to tell you some of the names, some of the names that came out really bothered me because yeah. I was a big fan. Yeah, you know, you know, many years ago, and you mentioned this, it was before WrestleMania 10 when Jerry Lawler was feuding with Bret Hart and everything. And um, it was going to be the Survivor Series with yeah. you know, Jerry and his Knights taking on uh, the Hart family. And allegations came out against him, which were later proven wrong. Right. But he, he was, you know, but they immediately they said, you know, we're, we're, we're done. And then until once everything got worked out and then he came back after WrestleMania 10. Uh, but uh, but I will say then you know with that coming up that at least the, the organizations are taking this you know have always taken it seriously apparently when allegations come out because that came out about 25 years ago right and, you know, and they, they they took steps then and then um, you know now it's it's like whew. I will say that one company that has been kind of disappointing in their re reaction to everything has been AEW um, a company that. I don't know. They kind of they kind of pride themselves on being so progressive and forward thinking in this set and the other thing. And they have been very quiet about this. Um, they the Jimmy Havoc thing. The only thing they mention there is his like substance abuse, really, and that he's going to yeah. go get help with that. And uh, Sammy Guevara, they had no option. That wasn't necessarily the same thing as some of the other guys were getting accused of. No, but that that was just the, the yeah, back. Right out there front and didn't deny it, so it was, you know, they had to do something about oh, it. Exactly. They had the audio of him saying it, you know. It was yeah. just... Oh, let's not pretend that hasn't stopped people in the world from denying things before. Um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's... it's. I was, I was a little disappointed by them being so quiet on the issue, especially the owners of the company. You know, I didn't see much from Tony Khan. I didn't see much from Cody. I didn't to the, I, to this point, I still think, don't think Cody or Brandy or, or the young bucks or anybody have said anything. Related. No, I, I, no, I mean, Tony uh, just spoke out about uh, Moxley's um, COVID-19. Yeah. Which was great. And I, and I, I agree with him on, on his statement about Moxley, but I'm just, it's interesting that none of them had anything to say. Meanwhile, we've got guys like Big E and uh, uh, Dave Batista and guys like that speaking out and really supporting the the, the speaking out movement and people. Uh, I think I saw something from Dave Batista, but I know for a fact I saw Big E um, uh, really backing them up and, and supporting people. And so that's I don't know. It's it's again a huge thing. Uh, this is one of those th times where we're Dave and I in our position are so on the outside of all that stuff that's going on right now. We can't accuse anything. We can't, you know, there's no point in speculating on, on what the people did, what they didn't do. It's just the only thing we can do is acknowledge yeah. what, they, 
all we can do is acknowledge what a huge effect it's going to have on wrestling as a whole. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the part I kind of wanted to discuss. It, it, it's it's going to because we don't know. You know, we we, we don't yeah. travel. We we've been the shows. We, we've been we've been backstage. You know, and the in the independent shows where it's you know it's a different scene. And it does seem that like you know like any of the women or men sometimes usually they're they're couples that are that are together. You know, I don't know yeah. like. Uh, in some of these situations, you know, because there doesn't seem to be a lot of wrestling couples now than are than I can ever remember in the business. Well, I think a lot of that's due to again the the because they're together all the time. You know? Well, they're together all the time, and I think a lot of it has to do with the connectivity we have with other people now. And this again goes back to the speaking out movement. Um, I, I brought up before how a lot of victims never come forward. And it helps when you feel like you are not alone. It makes you feel like you're not crazy. It makes you feel like you didn't do this to yourself, you know, that yeah. somebody else, it's, you're not alone in what happened to you. And you feel like you have somebody on your side who understands. And so I feel like social media made it so that people like that could find each other much easier so that movements like this could happen. So this could have been going on for a very long time. But just now we've reached a point in our culture where we're A, standing up to things like this out in the yeah. open and B, well, we have the ability to reach out to people so quickly and easily over the internet. Well, so yeah, th th this is like when the Me Too movement came out. Yeah. And, and I, I think it was like, it took somebody with a lot of courage to say, this happened. And then yeah. everybody else was like, okay, now I can tell my story. Right. And then a lot of people started I think that's what happened here. Because it's like, I think I've you're, seen you're seeing so many pairing up, pairings up in wrestling right now, even across separate companies. Um, you know, there's, there's numerous people who are, not working for the same companies and are together. I mean, Renee Young and John Moxley. Uh, granted, they were when they when they. <laughs> well, yeah, they, they well they were I think dating before they um, even. Um, I mean, I don't know when when that started, but that if that was before or or because they were in NXT together when she was doing the right, right, right. the but, show. So, but I mean, you got like uh, like Adam Cole and Britt Baker. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, across two different companies. And I mean, of course, they I'm sure they started seeing each other on the independents before they ever got up there and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but but I there mean, was, social uh, media, it makes it easier to be in a relationship in situations like this now, because even if you're wrestling in other parts of the country with the Internet and everything, you're able to stay way more in touch than you used to be able to trying to find a pay phone to maybe call somebody, you know, on, on when you when you stop driving for five minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Josh makes a good point. I think part of it we didn't know couples in the past was a kayfabe reason of trying to keep the pretty boy baby face, you know, persona alive. So you don't want to know. You don't want to know like Randy Savage was really married to Elizabeth. You know, he was just right. uh, you think you think about that that era are you know in um, the the old mid south or USWA days or the NWA, you know, your precious and, and baby doll and you know something you know because I forget that you know Magnum TA had you know whoever he had. Yeah, I, I I think there could be something to that back then as well. Um, I, I I mean, we you know we we could talk about a million reasons of, with all this and a million things that have happened. And again, all we can talk about with really any certainty is how this this is going to change wrestling. Yeah, and frankly, it should. If uh, this sort of thing's been happening for that long and making people that victimizing people like this, yeah, yeah, not just that, but even with bullying too, which which hopefully yes. has gotten better over over time. Which I'm sorry, I get so tired of people talking about how it was ribbing, and it's like oh, I don't care. Ribbing is that's used as such a blanket term some, sometimes for you just being a dick. Pooping in somebody's gym bag is not ribbing. Yeah, no. See, <laughs> I'm fine with the odd prank, like just a little, like a, like a prank. I'm cool with just a prank, but like some of this stuff that you yeah. hear about is like, how is that ribbing? 
Like I one of one of the speaking out stories, the guy who d- defended himself was um he was in Impact Wrestling. Was it Congo Kong? Is that what his name was? Um, I have to look at the story. But you tell the story. I'll, I'll look it up. See what it sounds. I'll make sure I have the name right because I do not want to accuse anybody that was not um um part of this whole thing. Uh, but in any event, was accused of of really getting on somebody who he was working with at a show. Uh, he he was threatening the guy. He took his money. He made him give him his pay at the end of the night and this, that, and the other thing. And at one point, he threatened him with – it was Congo Kong, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. He he, he issued a, a, an apology. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was uh, steal, harassing wrestlers and stealing their money. Yeah, and it, it, when he, the one thing he did, this one guy who spoke out, was basically at one point he made him let him, you know, show him his dick or whatever. And it was yeah. like, that's not okay. And then again, taking his money, not okay. And he defended that as like he was ribbing. He was, he was, you know, this other thing. It's like, dude, no, that's not ribbing. Thank you. Yeah, that's stealing. Like, I don't <laughs> stop using that as a blanket defense for you being a piece of, it just doesn't work that way for me. Um, agreed, Josh. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. But again, I, you know, it, it it's this is so overreaching that uh, with the only thing I, the only thing I can say is that I hope that there is a silver lining that comes out of the whole situation that the people who don't belong in the business are out of the business after this and that the business changes for the better so that people feel comfortable and safe inside of it especially if something like this comes up they don't feel like they can't talk to somebody and they don't yeah. feel like they can address it I, I don't want it to happen at all but I'm not well, think that it'll never happen. But you, but you think of how many people in the past maybe got into the business. Oh, this, hey, this is what I want to do. And then, you know, they, they come into this business and then they run to a guy or, or a girl that just treats like absolute crap. Because yeah. there's somebody that if you, if you wanted to transition to the next story that treated some people like crap and then um, lately just decided to, you know, not show up to work and do anything. Almighty. Um, T- Tessa Blanchard. Boy, talk about just from bad to worse for her. Um, she could, she could, I really don't think uh, it's been a while since we've seen somebody go from where, like such a high point to such a low point. Um, yeah, she becomes, and a lot of people thought it was risky because just before it happened, she got accused of, uh, using a uh, racial slur against another wrestler in Japan. Um, uh, I, I believe it was another, a black performer that she used the racial slur against. Um, she's been accused of bullying by numerous women. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she's so young. She's only she, she was only twenty four. She's twenty four. She's gonna be twenty five next month. Yeah. So, uh, and she's burned a lot of bridges. So she did all this, and then Impact still puts the world title on her. Complete shock when that happened. I, I thought they were gonna go the other way. Allegations came out. Um, they put the title on her. She did some good work. Uh, she was a champion, I think, for one hundred fifty nine days, and then today, yesterday, the day I don't remember. It was within the last like 48 hours, I think. Yeah. Uh, they stripped her of the title um, because she's in Mexico right now while they're doing this whole quarantine thing. And she was supposed to send in some pre-tape stuff so that they could edit it into the show. And she just didn't. Just blew it off. <laughs> just just yeah. didn't. And so they had to last minute rework the show to fill in, you know, fill in that time and everything. And so they were, you know, her contract was coming up anyway. And I think they were trying to get her to come back and work an angle to drop the title or whatever. But she just didn't do what she was supposed to do. And you know, it's so funny. 
I see people saying like, oh, she'll show up on AEW any day now with the, the Impact Championship. No, she won't. No, she won't. After those allegations and then this story about her just not doing her work, she's not going to get brought into AEW right now. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, 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 no. She All the bridges she's burned and everything else, people don't want that. Uh, Josh even weighs in. He said that stuff with Tessa, absolutely insane. I've been following all that because I'm one of the 326 people in the world and still watching that. <laughs> It's such high hopes for her, and I'm so disappointed. Uh, she's probably going to fizz out, right? Uh, you mentioned when we talked before the show that, I mean, I guess, you know, there's no independent shows right now. She can take a lot of time off. Yeah. May, maybe do the independent scene, just maybe work some one-offs or whatever. But would somebody roll the dice in a couple of years? You know, is she going to be a draw? I mean, that's the thing. It's like if you can make somebody money, they will take that risk. But here's the problem she has. She would have had much better luck, even with the bad history, she would have had much better luck being a draw, maintaining credibility as a reliable worker. Yeah, you just um, that right now. Because she could have done a hot angle to drop the title, at least at Impact, and then where she goes from there, maybe somebody could have made some money on her. But now coming off of this, she's going to have to take a little time away from everybody because, I mean, it's going to make her look bad because um, she's going to have to do some some repairing of her own reputation as far as just being reliable now at this point. Yeah. Um, and by then, are you a hot commodity anymore? Yeah. Uh, you're tearing it up on the independence and really wowing people. I don't know that that's the case. And in the current environment we're in, oof, man, it's going to be a little while before somebody like AEW or WWE, I, I feel like is willing to take a risk on you because yeah yeah I, I don't know if she goes you know ring of honor but they're not doing anything right now somebody i saw a tweet online that said like okay so now that we're done with that um who is the new face of intergender wrestling and i was like oh okay we're, we're okay we're, we're just moving right past her um yeah i was like you know and i saw some great suggestions from people who are amazing performers kylie ray uh is a, is, a, is an amazing suggestion uh kimberly who is somebody I've had the pleasure of meeting and speaking to, who is fantastic, um, who wrestled for Chikara and recently decided she wasn't going to be a part of Chikara anymore because of some issues resulting with all this we've been talking about from there. Um, she's done intergender wrestling and she's been fantastic at it. And something's happening in Dave's house. No, I'm just watching my cats. Sorry. Oh, there. sorry. Somebody... <laughs> you over there, Dave? What happened? Um, I know. Is that is that lady <laughs> popping in to say hi to you again and not me? Yeah. Uh, in any event. Um, so it was, you know, there's there's so many other women out there who could do the inter. See, see. Um, I, I don't so, know who that is. <laughs> well, thanks, Amanda. Dave with the mystery women coming to say hi. Uh, Josh, if you're still listening, say hi to me. <laughs> um, in any event. <laughs> uh, uh, so she, she gone. In any event, uh, yeah, she's done. Uh, and the problem is that there's other extremely talented women who can do what she does. And so it's not like, and, and to be perfectly honest, WWE is never going to be big on intergender wrestling. No, it's, it's, ne no, it's not, not now, not now with not in the PG I, world, not in the sponsor right world. Now, as long as Vince McMahon is alive, they will not be into that. No, let's go back to the next tag. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. The fact that he'll take women's wrestling as, as seriously as he will sometimes is is a miracle in and of itself and i think he has to be dragged kicking and screaming there sometimes yeah uh, but speaking of women's wrestling uh charlotte blair looks like she's gonna be out a long time at first it was rumored maybe she'd be out a little bit and be back in time for SummerSlam. now it's looking like uh that may actually end up being we're talking royal rumble time jack 
What is it? And I've seen conflicting reports uh, where it's like it was uh, kind of more like a surgery, elective surgery, mm-hmm. some kind. And then she was just going to take some time off because. Yeah, I saw a little. I saw that too. I saw it was a surgery that needed to happen. She she needed to get it done. She's apparently what she's needed to for a little while. Um, so she's going to take the time to get it done. And then on top of that, you know, I heard the same thing that she was going to take some time off. I heard that she was open to coming back ahead before you know the Royal Rumble if a yeah. good storyline presented itself. But that she's perfectly happy not coming back until the Royal Rumble. Well, because you, you got to think, yeah, I, I mean, whether the surgery is because obviously she got to get tested and whatever else, and she may have to isolate before the surgery and then whatever it is, she can heal up and then do whatever. Well, I think um, maybe also trying to hope that if she can hold out long enough, that maybe all of this will have passed by by the time she's ready to come back. Yeah, uh, her, her father defended her because he was getting tired of people complaining about Charlotte, um, you know, the push and everything else. I, I will say this. Um, she's probably the best female wrestler. I'm a, I'm a huge Becky Lynch fan. That That's that's my go-to female star. See, we don't have her right now. I'm going to argue that she's the best, but she's damn sure one of the best. She puts on the, be, you know, the best matches, you know, most of the time. You, right. you know, I mean, there, there's there's consistency that she has that make that I want to watch her match because it's usually right. going to be pretty good. The, you know, and I know people, you know, rag on her because the booking or whatever else because she wins too much. Yes, yeah, she did lose on the Monday. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, and I was like, you know, the Roman, Roman Reigns or John Cena problem. Here's the thing. Like, with these, you know, we need to appreciate what we have with these stars. And that always, like, frustrates me because there's going to be time. And John came back, put on some great match with AJ Styles. Roman, ups and downs, depending on who the opponent was or maybe the motivation of the but opponent. He good, yes, he's had some really good matches. Yeah. Charlotte, uh, you're consistent and stuff. Uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, it's where people would dog and Becky towards the end of her reign and stuff. And it was just mm-hmm. like, you know, appreciate this fantastic now. matches. And yes, in a lot of cases, she's had really good dancing partners. Um, but she's had she's had fantastic matches. Yeah. Um, now, I would just on a personal basis take exception to the idea that she's the best wrestler they have in the women's division. I, I, I think that, that's Daddy talking. <laughs> I, I think that's I, I think that's Io Shirai. Um, but uh, in any event, um, they they I feel like right now is a weird time for her to be gone because there is not a lot exciting happening. So no, maybe it's perfect timing in her eyes because she's like, man, this kind of sucks. Like, I should well, get out of here for a little while. Well, well that's what I thought because some people were like, like, how could Becky get you know pregnant at a time like this? I, I think the timing's perfect because yeah. of everything that's going on, you, you know, step away where, you know, you don't have fans. and Well, you know, to be perfectly you know, honest, I, how, how could Becky get pregnant at a time like this? Well, <laughs> kiss my ass and kiss hers too. That, who cares? Yeah, exactly. She get pregnant whenever the hell she pleases. Exactly, but there's people who are like, "Well, oh, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, maybe maybe they want Ronda to get pregnant first. I don't know. <laughs> I'm so sorry that they they aren't getting pregnant according to somebody else's t- clock, but it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. There, um, you know, I, Charlotte will go; she'll get her surgery done. I think that in the long run, this will be good for her. Yeah, um, it, it may be that you know, it maybe the scene will change a little bit. Well, I don't know because yeah. there's not like free agents floating around, but there might be some new. No, but you might get one or two NXT call-ups. Uh, they might have. I, I I don't know what's going on with Shayna. She's she's been gone forever. I I, I think she's gone until they figure out when they need her. Yeah, but see, that's silly to me. Like, I mean, she's and first yes. of all, it was dumb she lost when she when she challenged for the women's title. 
But then it was, it, uh, you know, I didn't like that she lost money in the bank. And then she's been gone. She's just been gone. And I, I it's been driving me a little nuts because I'm like, she is such a bona fide badass. Yeah. Who, man, let me tell you, if you wanted to have a returning hero beat somebody, Shayna be the person to have them beat. You know, yeah. why, why not have her put uh, Charlotte on the shelf instead of Nia, who I'm sorry, is not going to be leading the division. No. Why not have Shayna put her on the shelf so that when Charlotte finally comes back at the 2021 Royal Rumble, she can go after Shayna? Yeah, yeah, because they never had that match. He's like, you know, this is a little payback for for limiting me at the Rumble. There's a, for, you know, yeah, she's still in your title match, obviously. But yeah, so um, yeah, uh, t- but, tonight's um, SmackDown was a, a big uh, tribute to a guy that uh, I guess maybe he's retired. I I, I, I would have said <laughs> I would have said it's possible right up until King Corbin came out and started running his mouth. Uh, you know, when that happened. It's like, are, are we really going to get one more match of this? You know, and of all people, why him? Yeah, like, unless he's going to come out in Tombstone. <laughs> it just it, it. Look, I'm not. I'm not trying to knock Corbin. I think Corbin. I think Corbin is more talented than people give him credit for. I think he's saddled with a terrible gimmick, um, and I think he's been in terrible storylines, and a lot. And most of that is not his fault. Um, I just feel like he gets stuck a lot of the times with this crap. Yeah, and I think I think he has tried really hard to carry through a lot of that stuff. Um, but I, as far as if Undertaker is going to wrestle one more, you know, Undertaker said in the documentary so many times that he was, you're always chasing that last match and you want it to be a good one and you want to go out on the right note because if you don't, then you're stuck. Now I have to find that right, that good match to go out on. I can't go out on that last terrible one. And, you know, he, he got, he got about as best of as good of a performance and a reception out of that boneyard match with AJ Styles, as he could have hoped for. Yeah, and he brought back, you know, the the uh, the American badass character. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was fitting. It, it brought everything full circle and, and then some. With, mm-hmm. with you know the symbol and all that stuff coming back, it's like, hey, what a great way to go out. You know, stop having these potentially embarrassing moments, which may not be his fault or his opponent's fault, or just you know the like the Goldberg night was just yeah a bad night by everybody. Um, this no, leave it alone. This is great. Don't come back. Yeah, I, I agree. With this you. is out of respect. This is not like you know of anything else. It's like you had a great career. Leave this mark. He literally rode off on the motorcycle at the end, and I'm like, okay, good. Rode right off onto the motorcycle in the sunset, and and that's it. The yeah. end. We're done. Um, because he's openly said that when he finally goes, it's not going to be some big goodbye speech and some huge thing on television and blah blah. That's not what he wants. Um, I think that this would be the best way for him to go out. Yeah, now, and, and the documentary he'll never show up and choke slam somebody again. No, you know it's like Austin shows up every once in a while and stuns yeah. somebody, but he's not. Yeah, wrestling. The, the Rock comes back. He's not wrestling. You know, but right. back when you know Hogan would come back at one time or another. And, so I'm hoping yeah, maybe that's, eventually, that's, I'm hoping maybe eventually, like that's what will happen. Like he'll show up and and just choke slam Corbin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, for you know, for for the heck of it, like on a, on a, a show or something. I I think part of it was because everybody beat up Corbin tonight, which was a little weird considering all the circumstances. But maybe it was just that you know getting the revenge because Taker's not here, so we're going to do this for Taker or whatever. Maybe yeah, without a doubt. But I'm just like I'm I'm hoping that it's not leading to a match because that would be so pointless. Yeah. As for why you know if Taker's really retired, if he is, I'm happy for him because again I think he, he he's leaving at the right time. It, my thing is if you. It, he, 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 oh man, if he was going to leave before, 
it should have been after his second match. Well, technically his third match with tri Triple H at WrestleMania. I say third because they wrestled at was WrestleMania 17? Yeah, 17. And then, um, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, and then and then the two after the Shawn Michaels ones. Right, 27 and um, 28. Yeah. 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 So what I mean, look looking at his long career. Mm -hmm. uh, what like what are your like like I got your list of favorite matches here. So mm -hmm. um, watching people. <laughs> so 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 why so, so, so why so the Shawn Michaels one that that's pretty obvious. Yeah, it's the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> probably yeah, prob probably easily the top near the top of the list, if not for, for mania matches all the time. I mean, that is, yeah, absolutely. It's just absolutely. so well done. Uh, incredible shock there it's got two of the all-time greatest in the ring together but that you know yeah. but that's the case for the second match as well which is him versus kurt angle at no way out 2006 i'm trying um, to remember that match because I, I i've seen it but I'm, I'm trying to are you trying think to think of uh, right your head? How, that, how that one went down but uh because yeah, i was trying to remember like did he fight kurt angle then you mentioned it. i was like oh yeah and then oh yeah <laughs> He did. Well, they only fought Cena like that one time, or they never headlined together. You know, it's, it's really strange. Well, you know, it's torn because he had another match with uh, Kurt Angle that I really enjoyed as well, but that was actually his uh, triple threat uh, with, I think it was Kurt Angle and The Rock. Is that what it was? Now I'm trying to go through my head and think of all the matches of what they <laughs> yeah, were. Yeah, it wasn't the Triple H one. That was that no, was it, was, it was the one with Kurt Angle and The Rock at Vengeance 2002. It's a sleeper match. Okay. If you haven't seen that one, go check it out. But I, I went with this one just because I prefer one on one matches. To multi-man matches usually. Yeah. Um, although I say that and my favorite wrestling match of all time is a triple threat. You know? <laughs> my favorite wrestling match of all time is Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and Chris Benoit. Uh, um, because I thought the story was so well. Was, was it, so was, it was a good story. Um, but in any event, uh, Taker loses the match, but it's so, so good. Uh, Kurt Angle, I mean, was really at the top of his game at doing what he did. And for these two guys who neither of them were young, but neither of them were old necessarily. Yeah. The, the pace had an intense, or I'm sorry, the match had an intense pace that never really let, let up. Yeah. And it, it was just, God, it was good. If you, if you go look at, at, at Kurt Angle in his prime and the undertaker, maybe not at his physical prime, but at his, I would say probably the, one of the points of his career where he was doing some of his best work. Cause he knew he still had gas left in the tank without a yeah. doubt. But he was also so good at this point at picking spots and 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 knowing what he could do and knowing what went where. It was just it's so so well done. Yeah, it was. And then you had uh, the Brock Lesnar No Mercy from uh, two thousand two early Brock, which Jeez. is a completely different Brock. Do you guys remember this match? Do you remember this one, Dave? Uh, man, I, I, I'm trying to remember. I remember Brock from that era was a completely different speed and specimen than what. Oh my god, he was. <laughs> He was still brutal, which he never really lost that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But his, it, it was back then, It was there was a level of intensity that just never let up. It, he, he came in there and was just a, a, a freak of nature. And it's, it's a Hell in a Cell match. And I'm actually pretty critical of a lot of Hell in a Cell matches. I think most of them aren't very good. Um, they're just hidden by a lot of flash. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, well, because of the pacing. It, by the way, we purposely did not put the McFoley match on here because it's it, we went with other choices. Yes. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I personally think most Hell in a Cell matches are, as JR would say, more sizzle than steak. Uh, yeah, because it's the, it's the gimmick itself, and then it's, it's what happens. And sometimes, like, the pacing is just like, come on, you know. This match was so good, though, because uh, it, was, it, was, it was violent, which it needed to be with the feud between these two guys. And 
man, Brock was was just a freak of another kind in this match. He uh, reversed the um, tombstone into an F five wow. in the in the end of this match, and it's it's it, I never saw it coming when I was watching it live <laughs> for the first time. Um, but just the intensity in this match and watching somebody, especially so young, really take it to the Undertaker. Yeah, you know, was just I mean. God almighty. But seriously, go watch it and uh, uh, watch any one of those three matches. Watch all three of those matches. What am I talking about? Yeah. yeah. And I promise you, you won't be disappointed with a single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I may go to re- rematch the Angle and, and Lesnar match because it hasn't been a while. I don't remember. I probably saw them when they initially happened. And then I got the network, so I'll do that. Uh, for me, uh, the Survivor Series debut, 1990. Of course. Uh, I was watching that live. The, uh, a young Dave uh, Whippersnapper was was watching that pay per view and just a memorable debut. Although it really bothered me because uh, when Coco Beaver got Tombstone, uh, um, Gorilla Monsoon, he he knew the name of that move, and it's like, how do you know it's a Tombstone? <laughs> like I think it is because I think it's a Tombstone and, and Coco. But then he also got to meet Dusty on his first night in the WWE. And I was familiar with the guy because he was mean Mark Callis and uh, uh, you know from the skyscrapers briefly in WCW before he right. was WWE. Uh, one of my favorite matches, and I think it gets overlooked, is the uh, match against CM Punk at WrestleMania 29. Easily one of his best WrestleMania matches. And I, and I think it was his last best WrestleMania match. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, um, I mean, I mean, I mean, the Brock match, if he wasn't concussed at 30, probably would have been a really good match. Um, probably. It's not anybody's fault. It's just it became sluggish because, you know, like, you know, go to the hospital. Oh, after that. But the Punk match... The punk match was, and this this goes back to um, smaller guys working with big guys, and that dynamic working so well when they really know what they're doing. Exactly, because he had great matches against Rey Mysterio, uh, you know, the Hardys, uh, the ladder match. I think it was like Kurt Angle was even an undersized opponent technically yeah. compared to him. You know, Kurt Angle is what, maybe six foot six one. Um, yeah, yeah it's just because he's he's wide that, that, that makes his size difference. Um, yeah, and then the uh, and then it's funny. I, I think it's different on the cell match. With with Brock, oh, it's funny. yeah, you picked the Brock Lesnar Hell in a Cell, but just a different one. Yeah, <laughs> I, because I, I, I just thought I know he lost that match, but the way it just concluded, like, and I don't know why in the documentary, like, it wasn't brought up, but it was so brutal, tearing apart the ring. You know, the F five on that, and and just the battle was just like, like, ah, it was so physical, it, it, and it was like to see him take that kind of match, and obviously the respect he has for Braun. Um, Brock, uh, Brock, yeah, it says a lot right there for uh, for for uh, for the Undertaker and just for that match to be what it was. So I, I enjoyed those three. So I, I I purposely tried to pick different ones. I didn't want to go through WrestleMania one with Michaels because it was an obvious choice. Um, and it's it's a, it's a classic. And going back, it's just like you could have chose the rematch because the rematch was <laughs> just as damn good. It was really effing good. The, I, to me, the rematch in some ways. While I technically prefer the first one because it was the first one in that, yeah. in that grouping, um, the second one somehow you they go out there and they manage to have just as exciting of a match the second time around. And to me, that's almost more impressive. I almost picked that one because that's almost more impressive to me because we've already seen this match literally just last year. So you've got to find a way to wow us and win us over all over again, and they did. Yeah, yeah, because you you got it's 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 take two. People complaining about certain rematches and. But that was fine. Uh, Josh weighed in on the uh, take here. He says, I, I, with Hell in the Cell, he says, I agree it's more sizzle than steak. But while we agree on the topic, the Becky versus Sasha was way better than it should have been. Just a side note. That was the last I good agree. Hell in the Cell match. 
I agree. The one, that, the one that followed that was a complete debacle with um, with uh, Bray Wyatt and The Fiend and uh, Seth Rollins. Worst, we went from one of the best of all time to the complete worst. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That lighting <laughs> was just a sign for it was going to be bad. Um, I hope Taker's done after all this, but uh, but go back, watch some matches, relive some good stuff. If you haven't seen the story on the network, it is worth oh watching. God, I can't recommend that documentary enough. Yeah, yeah, I, I got a little choked up at the end there when he was wrapping yeah, up his yeah. career. All, all five parts, man. Go watch it. It's where it's worth watching. Um, and just a side note, real quick, I'm gonna throw this out there. The there's a lot of talk about like these hype pieces they make for the matches, the promo pieces they make for the matches before uh, you know the, the you, you see them on the the pre the preview shows or the pre shows before all the pay per views and and right before the matches air usually on a pay per view. And um, there's a lot of talk saying that the one with the Rock and Austin from WrestleMania is it 19? Is it, is it the one? The last one was 19. That was the, yeah, the, the, the other, last match. Biscuit. Yeah. Is it the, that is was, the one with Limp Biscuit? Uh, fortunately, I think so. Yes. The one, where, <laughs> the one where maybe it's not that one. Then maybe it's, it's 17 when when um maybe it's 17 when Austin yeah, becomes yeah, the, the heel. one when Austin turns heel. Is that that's 17? 17, that's 17. Okay. Yeah. Then yeah, it's WrestleMania 17. It's the hype video for that with Austin and Rock. People say it's oh the best yeah, it's, uh, my way or the highway. highway. Right. People say and it's and it's a great video package. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's it's an amazing video package. But to, for my money, the Undertaker has a superior video package, and it's the one that leads up to his rematch with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 26 because the music is so perfect, the storytelling in the promo is so perfect, and it's done so incredibly well. Um, about, I mean, there's that whole thing where he says, I'm throwing down the gauntlet Undertaker one more time, blah, 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 blah. And the Undertaker says no, and Sean is dejected, and Sean is, he has to find a way to get back in that match. Yeah. And it become, it, it is such a well done promo video, hype video, that I can go back and watch it now and still get chills watching it. Um, to me, that one is superior to the Austin Rock one, which people will, I will get mad at me for. But it, it, it's they're, they're both good, and I, you know, and that was, but it that match needed that for Taker Michaels because like, oh, we're getting this rematch, which we've had other media rematches, but yeah, holy crap, the, which then set, the <laughs> set the stage for an amazing, um, similar thing with uh, with uh, Triple H when he when when Taker wanted a rematch with Triple H, yeah. and Triple H was the one that said no. It was it was kind of a flip on that story, so it was just oh god, it was so good. Go watch it. The hype video for for their match at WrestleMania 26. Go watch it. Uh, we're in the final two minutes here, so I feel like we gotta wrap this up. Yeah. So uh, well, next week um, we'll have to pick a night because we got Fighter Fest and the Great American Bash. Who knew? I know. <laughs> I know. So we'll see. Uh, there'll be a lot to talk about next week. Fighter Fest, the Great American Bash. Uh, more fallout from this COVID nineteen issue uh, circulating through the the rosters at the moment, and uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on the speaking out thing and see what happens in relation to all that as well. Um, lots to follow on wrestling, so make sure you stay up to date with us as well. Stay in touch with us. Uh, all your easy, all the easiest ways. Search ESPR Wrestling. Find us everywhere on all your major podcasting apps, and uh, of course, facebook.com slash ESPR ninety nine on the Twitter at ESPR ninety nine or email us ESPR at fm ninety nine uh, stay in touch with us, 1069thefox.com and fm99.com under the media tab to find all our episodes as well. Stay in touch with us. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, and until next week, remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Thanks for watching, everybody. <laughs>